Bradley and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. to think about it it is right here it is right now so strange how you doing today brandon stokely i'm doing great nice day it's beautiful it is Be- beautiful weekend it was and a lot of beautiful uh sports to go with it very true how you doing i'm doing good man I'm doing good. Uh, excited to be here. Got a lot to get to today. Uh, how was uh, the weekend at the Stokely household? Weekend was great. Yeah? Yeah, weekend was great. Uh, how about yourself? It's fantastic. Good. Fantastic. A lot of sports, a lot of kids' activities. Is that the bowling alley? Oh. Dude, you're not a good bowler. I, I, I already, I already. Why just would did, you surmise uh, that? Just because I can just, from? just, uh, just, just <laughs> watching like your cornhole skills and stuff. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. You're not very good at cornhole, and so I am like, kind of the I'm, same I'm, type. I'm decent at cornhole. Uh, you like uh, caught me on like one bad day when you're what like do you mean one. I've, I've beaten you like three or four times. It hasn't been three times. Well, okay. It, well, it, it could I've, be two, which is one more than one. Right. And one well, of those was like, like in 2017. You act like it was a one-off. <laughs> look, I, I, so look, I'm just saying I don't look, think you're a good bowler. Are you a good bowler? One of us has been on the Jumbotron at Coors Field playing cornhole yes, and yes, bringing home right. a huge prize. Yes. Okay? We we understand that, and that's like. Which we need to reset for, for, that story, for, by for the way. For a kid's game. You know, it's like, okay, let's, let's, let's give this away. They're trying for you. If you don't win it, it's, it's like Have 40,000 people ever watched you play cornhole? Because 40, 44 have watched me on a sold-out Father's I, I, Day at Coors Field. I don't think that they were watching you, probably. Yes, sir, did you know this story? I do not. Okay, Father's oh, Day, 2018. Oh, my. my son's first birthday, uh, for our first time around the sun. Bring him to the game, Coors Field. Got, I'm wearing my Rocky stuff, right? Guy with all that, those loud suits, like the question marks. He does all like the crazy stuff on the Jumbotron. Sees me. Definitely doesn't know I work for the competition. Puts me up on the big board. <laughs> I should have said, scream Stokely and Zach in the microphone. And freaking go nails. That would have been <laughs> right. an all-timer. Right? Oh, That's man. what you should have done. Just uh, like you should have grabbed LeBron James' chewing gum <laughs> that he threw in the trash can. A lot of regrets from you, Zach. There are Dang a lot it. of regrets. <laughs> Those are low on the list. Uh, but, yeah, they put me on the Jumbotron Father's Day. I'm asked to do cornhole. Um, I'm moving the little guy across the screen. Just freaking money, and that's how it kind of sets the tone up for to my win. son's life. It's set up to win. I mean, if you don't win, it's like... Uh, I've seen people you know, not win. Yeah, I've well, seen people not win. But you still get the prize even if I you got, don't win. I, I'm not sure about that. that that's, that that's a loser's question. I walked away a winner, so that's all I know. So we were at the bowl, and I yes. had like a great weekend. But you're the, not a good bowler. bowler. You, you're, are you a good bowler? I, I'm anywhere between like seventy five and a hundred. No, 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 no. I will not bowl around a, a without breaking a hundred at least. I'm, I'm somewhere between like one twenty and like one sixty. I've never broken two hundred. I've gotten All high one right. hundreds, but I've never All broken right. two hundred. I want to see it. Yeah, we could. Do you bowl a lot? Have no. you bowled? But 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 this is why I brought it up. Every time I'm there, I'm like, I love this. Yeah, I love bowling. We're gonna come back next week, and then when yeah. it's like six months later, yeah. I uh, no bowling fun. I like I like bowling too. It hurt my shoulder. 
hurts my shoulder. You know, after like bowling one one uh, is it one frame? frame? Yeah, one, one after bowling one frame slash game, I'm kind of done. It's we need like, to get right. you like a six or eight pound ball. Take some of the pressure off. No, no, the I, the big ones I can throw it. I just got bad shoulders. Screw you. <laughs> oh my goodness! How about these Denver Nuggets, wow. man? Are you kidding me? Are, I mean. It looked like two different teams. I don't know how much you watched on uh, a Saturday, but they played Memphis and was was just a disaster. Like very rare do you uh, see or do I watch a Nuggets game where like yo I'm I'm done taking notes. Like I'm, I'm this like felt like a second half of a Broncos game. Like I'm done. Like I'm done. These, these guys just don't want to be here. And one of these games that they were just a shell of themselves, and then night overnight, guys like Michael Porter Jr. just look like a different stinking human being. So happy for that kid, by the way. MPJ hasn't been perfect, but he is really rounding into form. He goes on a national TV game last night, goes for 29 points, made a massive three-pointer at the end of regulation, made a massive three-pointer in overtime. Jokic goes for a 40-point triple-double. Bones Highland was stinking booed at Ball Arena. I didn't think it was going to happen. It happened. Um, I know you were locked into this one last night. You were all over the Jokic triple-double. I think uh, I got a coffee, and Drew's getting a, a, a lunch today. Kessler um, got chicken finger, got a coffee. I, I'm, I'm trying to get put some hair on his chest now, get him away from the mochas, and get him to some real coffee. Just like right? coffee. You, you're, you're the mocha guy. Yes, uh, but but he went to what you get. Okay. I said, try that eventually, and then you can gradually maybe get to just going without the half and half or the milk in there, you know, just like a little bit. I used to like my coffee, not with half and half, with just a little bit of milk. So, Kesner, what did you think of your uh, coffee with uh, half a splash of half and half and one and one raw, raw sugar. sugar? I like it. You do Zach's really got a good order. You do really I like simple. It. seriously. I, I like it. I do want to try the milk at some point. Okay, so all I right, that's good. Good first step. Yeah. Nice, good first step right there Make for chicken progress. fingers. We're we're trying to get them off those five hundred and eighty calorie mochas. Yes, you know. Yes. So we just we just people sleep on those calories at Starbucks. Yeah, like like take a peek. Right. Like you're gonna get that muffin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. Just ch- check it yeah. out because it's seven hundred calories. You want that venti pink drink? Yeah. Lana. Mm. Just, just, don't, no. Don't. 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 I did. I did. That's I, a did. I, I, I did. I did because I said. I said. Do you know how many calories are in there? Because you, I am not going to let you sit here and calorie count your wife on the air. No. Just not letting that happen. Wait. Just listen too to much the story. Lana Stokely. <laughs> just listen to the story because I knew all of those drinks have a ton of calories. Right. And if you're drinking one a day, <laughs> they're going to catch up so to you. Bad. They're going to catch Zach. Shut his mic off so, for no, him. Hey, listen. Help him. Listen, once I go down this road, it's too late, so I'm just going to continue. Because, like, you don't think that they have a ton of calories. I'm yeah. like, how many calories do you think it has? And she was like, you know, whatever. And I looked it up, and it was triple what she thought. I'm like, can't, can't do it. Can't. That's a cheat day. Yeah. Right, right. Not every day. Not every day. Not every day, Lana. Just, just, oh, just, my bad. just stop it. <sighs> so, anyway, how was your weekend? Signature win for no, the dogs no. at home. Hey, that was, um, especially coming off of that game uh, against Memphis, where, and that's a problem with the NBA, like if you're trying to wager on the NBA, mm-hmm. and you, you run into a game like that, it's like, wait, the Nuggets are losing by how many points and what quarter is it? Like, what is going on? And then you just tap out. Right. And it was like like the Nuggets when they played the Clippers uh, probably yeah. the previous time. Yeah, a month ago. Yeah. I was at that game. Oh, that's right. Um, they just ejected them into the sun. Yeah. And, 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 like, after halfway through the first, those guys didn't even play anymore for the Clippers. Nope. I mean, they were sitting up. Nope, they never checked in in the second half. Yeah, they, they just totally... Um, and if I recall, they had a back-to-back the next night. 
That's they, right. And they, and That's they, right. And they wanted exactly to right. win that game, and we're getting so blown out. Ty yes. Lue says, let's, let's, let's try to win tomorrow night. Yeah, but big, big, big win right there. And Jokic with another triple-double. I mean, 40-17-10. Remarkable. How wow. many, didn't he have like a rebound at the end of the first quarter? Like one rebound? Yeah, because I was yes. Yeah, that's yes. We, we were texting. He had like one rebound. Dude, some rebounds. And you guys are like, and you guys are like, eh, might not happen. And I'm like, hang tight. These rebounds come in bunches. You did for for Jokic. He ends up with 17. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So he pretty much got them all of them. 16 yeah. of them really in, in in three quarters there. Remarkable. Uh, well, obviously overtime also, but big win. What did you make of the end? Of regulation when Jokic decided to pass the ball. God, this sounds like a conversation from 2005 with LeBron James. Um, God, people were so critical of that back then, but he did it over and over and over. Jokic just wants it's the same. It's the same. It's the same conversation though. They sent the double team. He thinks the right play is to his wide open teammate on the wing. Is it the right play by the book? Yeah. But by the spirit of it, should you be more heavy-handed trying to take over? We've got. Well, what is he going to do? You know, like what do you want him to do? I, do I, his I, I step it. back, I guess, from just beyond the. Leave. Is that a better two... shot than a wide-open teammate right no. there? No, I mean you got to count on your teammates. Yeah, right. If you believe in them, and you're not looking to see who the guy is, you're you're passing it to the open guy. You don't know if it's Michael Porter Jr. or Bruce right. Brown or who. Right. You're right. going to pass it to the open guy. That's instincts, that, right? Yes, you want to make the right basketball play, and. I, I I have no issue with it at all. I think that's a good move, and that's what you should do. I'd rather see a wide open shot than a four shot. Right. And you you we see that all the time in the NBA where the star has to take the last shot no matter what. Right. And even if it's an awful shot, that's they'll right. force it up there. That's right. That's right. And I'm just, I'm glad that we don't have that guy here. It, it's it's how he's wired. And, and I brought up LeBron, and this is this is the same kind of arc of conversation. Jokic is a pass-first guy. He wants to pass first, but he's also going to get 40. Right. LeBron naturally wants to get his teammates involved, but he's the all-time leading scorer. It's very similar like that. So Jokic, in, in that moment, I have no problem with it. If this was a playoff game with real stakes and a high-leverage moment, do would I want Jokic being more assertive from a scoring standpoint? Maybe, but last night, in, in that that that. Possession in that game in a vacuum, I am A-OK with it. Love it. Love it. Good win. Good win. It was a really good win. Um, the Nuggets are now 28-4 and four at home. Wow. We are going to continue uh, to circle back to this one because I don't know what happened at the end of the game with Jamal Murray, and I don't know how worried we should be um, in terms of just our antennas going up here on the final sprint of the season as he did not look uh, right from a physical standpoint. Uh, but we will... Table that for now. In the meantime, Sean Payton's staff with the Broncos is officially complete, just in time for the NFL Combine this week. Where are we most optimistic, and where is our biggest concern within this staff? That's next. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Sean Payton's coaching staff came into sharp focus late last week. And I think it was after we signed off the air on Friday. We, I, don't, I don't believe we had the official announcement while we were on the air Friday that Joe Lombardi was going to be, for sure, the new offensive coordinator here. We did not. We did not. We went down that road and... 
know, we're talking about, well, could he be the quarterback coach, offensive coordinator? And then you were like, well, they hired, what's his name to be the quarterback coach? Uh, Davis Webb. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, Davis, well, you could have told me that. David Webb, I think maybe. Think Davis. Davis Mills. Huh. It's, it's right. definitely Webb, but I think it's David Webb. Or is it da- or is there two backup quarterbacks named both Davis. named Davis? Huh. That's a good question. Now you got me confused. I got myself confused. Once again. It's, da- it's Davis Webb, but also there's Davis Mills. Huh. I don't hear a lot of Davis. Quarterback for the Texans. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Stanford uh, kid, right? That's right. Yep. Yes. Um, but, yeah, you didn't correct me um, right. on Friday. Remember right, that? You're right, like, just right. let me go down that road. We were talking about, like, oh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe he's a quarterback coach. And it's like, no, two minutes later, you're going through all the coaches that were hired. Yes. Yeah. But you kind of had some culpability in that, too, because you had, like, a big take on, on how you didn't like that Webb was the quarterback coach. But you, right. you just you forgot it, too, in the moment. I did. I you did. But it blamed it all on me yes, up here. Yes, exactly. Oh. It, it's a lot better that way, right? <laughs> okay. Makes me feel better too. <laughs> okay, put all the blame on you, uh, but I still don't understand that. I want to circle back okay. to that. I want to circle right. back to that because that's yeah. a dedicated conversation. That I, I I don't know if it matters at all or if it actually matters a lot. Okay, and I'd like to sort through it uh, a little bit later. So, but we we are having clarity now. We do know that Joe Lombardi is entitled the offensive coordinator. What that entails, ah, he'll probably be doing a lot of install stuff. You know what's Early on with Sean Payton there, and eventually, I would assume he runs the offensive meetings, right, for Sean Payton, because he knows the offense, knows what Sean likes, and all these different things. I'm sure they'll game plan all together. Is this sort of Ed Donatel to Vic Fangio? Yeah. To a maybe smaller degree? Yeah, Yeah, I like that. I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's well correlated there. Um, Put together, I think think so. These guys have coached together before with the Saints. And obviously reuniting, they know each other really well. Uh, two separate stints as quarterback coach for Sean Payton. In total, 12 seasons at the right hand of Sean Payton. Uh, he's 51 years old. He was most recently the Chargers offensive coordinator. We talked about this last week. He was let go. Kellen Moore uh, made available, uh, formerly of Dallas. He's now the OC. We'll see him twice next year with the Chargers. Lombardi now here in Denver. Um, we know about Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator. All right. Um, while he has experience, not stellar experience. I just think it's a bad situation for Vance to begin with. I, I just It's going to be tough for him to be successful, I think, with the expectations that we've had around here and where this defense is trending. That's my like overall first take with Vance and Going to sit back now and see and, and, and obviously hope that he does well. But I think the, the, the cards are stacked against him in this one. And, and if he does go out there and do a good job and they are still a good defense, we, we, you got to give him a lot of credit for sure, that. Sure, sure. We're going to have to circle back to that, too, because there's almost like an overcorrection with Vance. That by us, and by us I mean like you and I kind of having like a negative review of that hire like, I heard Mike was on the drive. Mike Kliss was on the drive um, on Friday. was like, yeah, like, I joined Stokely and Zach yesterday and had to, you know, talk them off a ledge about Vance Joseph. And I'm thinking, like, wait a second. This is the same guy that, to a man, this media market ground to a fine powder. And we just totally forget, like, we have amnesia because he's back in the fold. It's just like... Forget everything that ever happened. And I'm going just looking at it pragmatically like, wait a second. This was a disaster here. 
He didn't have success in the prior stop. I don't think, like, we were, like, it, it almost, like, sort of got framed like we were over, like, sensationalizing it or, like, it was just being misrepresented. Vance has not had a stellar career. That This is why he's available. Here's my other question. If the Broncos didn't hire Vance Joseph as defensive coordinator, what job does he have next year? I don't think it's a D.C. I think he's back to coaching DBs. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, it, it was late. You know, the the whole thing was late. That's That probably is one of the reasons also. Sure, right. You know, there, was, sure, there wasn't sure. many openings. Right. Because his his job got filled over there in Arizona, head coach late after the Super Bowl, and then those two talked, and the head coach there, Gannon, yep. Jonathan, Gannon Jonathan Gannon, decided not to keep him. So, I you're right, Zach. I mean, look. How are we supposed to be excited about that? How are we supposed to be excited about that? Seriously. Like, you you, you really can't be if you're being real. You about have to the manufacture situation. the excitement. But guess what? I'm done. I'm over it. Sure. Okay, cool. Sure. We hired Vance. Let's go. Yep. Pulling for him, hoping for the best, and hopefully he come here, comes here and, and does a great job. I just think that it's going to be a tough situation for him. Expectations. Um, and then you look at really talent. What this defense is going to look like talent-wise yep. uh, next year. Yep. I, I, now, we'll see. Uh, obviously, free agency hasn't even started. So it, it might be a very talented defense. But I'm seeing a little bit of a this defense kind of get pieces kind of going away. And it just might not be the same. But, I, look, I'm I'm a, I'm optimistic now. And, I, and I'm hopeful sure. uh, with Vance. And that's the only thing we can take. Whatever happened, happened. Okay, it's done. And hopefully as a defensive coordinator here, he can have a good year. Uh, we'll circle back and t- take a closer look at that defense at the top of the hour because the question that I'm going to ask here and you're going to answer well, is, or, or, or we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there, is what are you more optimistic about? Vance Joseph and keeping this Broncos defense a strength or the offense getting off the mat with Russell Wilson? What, like do, what, what do we have more optimism with? Um Let's continue to move along the staff here. Mike Westoff is now the assistant head coach. Okay, longtime special teams guy. He's 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 been out of the league for the last four years, kind of like um, our guy this past year, Jerry Rossberg. Uh, last coach in the NFL with the Saints under Sean Payton, 2017-2018. That was a while ago. He's 75 years old, 42 years coaching, a total 33 in the NFL. He's now assistant head coach Ben Kotwika is the special teams coordinator, worked six years under Mike Westoff, who we were just talking about. Um, he's he's had the uh, special teams coordinator role with Washington and Atlanta. And, and I, and I kind of t- took a step back and looked at this staff. You got Lombardi, who's been an offensive coordinator before, in his 50s. Vance Joseph, who's been a defensive coordinator before twice. Mike Westoff, you know, 75 years old, longtime special teams guy. Ben Kotwika, uh, multiple stops as special teams coordinator for getting thrown together in the way that it did and sort of late in the process. Now, I don't know how, like, if it'll translate to awesomeness and greatness on the field, but there's real experience as opposed to this past staff where it was like, hey, this guy's 39 years old, this guy's 44, doing the job for the first time, used to be tight end coach, now he's your OC. That's not really the setup here. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I like this a lot better. And, you know, look at a guy like Mike Westoff, 70-something years old and coaching forever. He's going to be the assistant head coach. Cool. I don't know what that entails for Mike, uh, but obviously he can do a lot of different things and he can also help out with special teams. So, yeah, it's a good uh, veteran coaching staff. 
They've all they all seen a lot, been through the the fires. Also got some younger guys though in the mix too. Right, right. The main positions are veteran guys. Right, but then you sprinkle in some young guys that are are kind of new to the business, which I think is uh, is a good thing. Hopefully, it's the perfect blend uh, here in Denver this first year under Sean Payton. Stoke, a big change may be coming to Denver sports this spring and summer. And I just hope it's not a death sentence. Hang tight. It's next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. A big change may be coming to Denver sports sooner than later. And I, I just hope that it's not a, a death sentence of sort. The heck am I talking about? You talking about TV stuff? Talking about TV stuff. You're on it. I didn't quite realize that this was uh, there was movement like this uh, until the last uh, week, maybe. But And we have a piece up at denversports.com, which I'll uh, quote from Andrew Mason um, on it. That according to reports from the Sports Business Journal and the Wall Street Journal, Warner Brothers Discovery, which operates AT&T Sportsnet in Denver, in Pittsburgh, in Houston, Stoke Day will file for Chapter 7 liquidation if it can't reach deals with the teams it carries in terms of broadcasting rights. Okay, the company told the teams with which it has contracts, including the Rockies, that they have until March 31st to reach an agreement to take their rights back. If deals can't be reached, those channels eventually plan to move forward with the aforementioned Chapter 7 liquidation filing. It's a lot of kind of technical terms here. So does that mean if they can't come to a... Let me try to figure this out. If you can't come to agreement with your team... To take the rights fees back. Okay, then it's going to go into bankruptcy. Then Correct. what happens then? Is it we would not be able to watch it um, this year? Yeah. Is so, that kind of? Yeah, so so that's really the nuts and bolts of it. That AT&T Sportsnet, as we know it, may be going away. So then you would have a couple different couple different options that I guess are on the table, although they seem unlikely. You could have another regional sports network swoop in and create new rights fees, and launch a station. While we've been on the air, we saw a switch from, uh, remember it was Root Sports? Yeah. And then it transitioned to AT&T. You could have another regional sports network swoop in and try to create new rights deal and and then, you know, put it out there to the community on cable. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. The way of regional sports in general is fading. Totally, totally changing. It right? is so it's, rapidly and so uncomfortably for me, just as a like, more traditional, like, I'm not great with, uh, and I'll figure it out, but anyway, th- th- there's there's another option. They could, the Rockies, create their own channel, like the Nuggets and Altitude, ha- uh, uh, and the Avs have with Altitude, but the sort of writing's on the wall with that, too. Like, if you're going to do that, then you have to make a deal with Comcast and DirecTV, and it's just... 
probably not a road they're going to go down. You're not going to make money, probably. Probably not. Right? Not. Probably in, I mean, not. The, the money has gone down so much for these local fees, it's not what it once was. Right? And these it seems like these companies are figuring it out. It's not worth it. So, I... I, I you hear this? It's it's it stinks. I don't know. You know, we'll see. I guess what's next for the for the Rockies and what it looks like. But you don't really see see them trying to take over because they probably could have done it. Right. And the landscape has changed for the worse over the last you know five years. Correct. So why would they do it now? You wouldn't. It seems like all they're going to do is lose money on the deal. Right. And they don't want to take on that overhead to lose money. Let someone else do it, and that's what someone else has been doing. But it's changing so fast and so quickly here. That I don't know. No, I mean, we'll it, see what it looks like, but that's a, that's a bummer. It is. I do. I really used to enjoy watching the Rockies. Like you know, when my oldest son was here. Yeah. Uh, he loves he, baseball. He loves baseball, right? Yeah. And, and you know, he knows all these Rockies guys, he does, and man. he knows the guys coming up from the minors and yep. stuff. I, and I don't really pay a lot of attention, so I, I get a lot of my info from him. Yeah. And but it was fun watching, you know, four or five innings or whatever, just put the game on in the evening when nothing else is going on. Yep. And now, you know, unless it's a big game or something like that, I really don't even I won't probably flip to it much at all. And then now we might not even have that option. Right. That's why I use the term death are not sentence. Very good. See, and now you're starting to now you're starting to touch on it. The AT and T ratings took an absolute nosedive in the last two years. Okay. People were not watching the Rockies around here. The TV deal that they had in place, from my understanding, was one of the worst in Major League Baseball. It's not one of these yes deals or Nesson in New England or what they have in L.A. with the Dodgers. It was a, it was a, um, well, I'll just say it was much lower than that. Okay, so now that's going away. They're not going to launch their own channel. Another regional sports network is not going to come in here and save the day because it's just not profitable. It sounds like, it sounds like the resolution could be, see, here's what you need to know. This Diamond Group, it's called the Diamond Sports Group, they missed their $140 million interest payment earlier this month, okay? Rob Manford said at a press conference in February, if they miss any rights fees payments, that's a, that creates a termination right, and clubs were going to proceed um, and terminate these contracts if they miss payments. Well, they've already missed them. So now what's left? Rob Manford said we would see a flexibility on the digital side so that when you look at MLB TV, you'd go in, you can buy your out-of-market package like you've always had, but you would have the option to buy the in-market games, which he said would be a huge improvement for fans, whether you agree or disagree, whatever. But like in the past, so like here's a good example. I, I have NBA League Pass. I get all the games, but not the Nuggets game because that's in-market. What and what he's sort of proposing is, from my understanding, is you'll be able to go into the like MLB package and buy the in market games, but it, that's that's a streaming service, right? So here's where I go: you are asking who's got the youngest demo in terms of the big four American sports here. Who do you think has the youngest demo? Uh, basketball. Yes, I totally agree. Who's got the oldest? Baseball. Do are old people great at streaming and just in general? No, they're not. So you are going to take a sport here regionally that's already taken a hit from a rating standpoint in the last two years. The team is just clinging on to this threat of relevancy just because they're a major league baseball team, but they're not expected to be good. And it's going to be hard to watch them. 
Stoke, my fear is that there's going to be like 30,000 people watching a Rockies game. There'll be like as many people in the stands watching uh, as, as there are watching at home. Yeah, and the... The problem here is like what you're saying, right? I mean, I'm not old. You're not old. But still, streaming stuff is kind of still not what I like to do right? and, and try to figure out, right? right? I just want to turn the channel to, you know, whatever channel it's on yeah. and, and, and roll with it that way. That's that's the easiest way to do it. I don't want – and who wants to pay extra money for this stuff, right? Not many people do, No. right? Now, like, you, you want me to – to, to add another streaming service to to my monthly bill here, and I what? How much do I have to pay? Ten bucks a month for this, or twenty, whatever it is. I like no thanks. I'm not even gonna deal with it. I don't really care about watching the Rockies all that much anyway, right? I think you're gonna have a ton of people that do that, so no one's gonna be watching the Rockies. You're not gonna have a lot of people doing that and paying that money to watch a bad baseball team, right? Right now, if they were good, yes, you would have a lot more of that. But now people are just going to be, no, I'm not going to pay 10 bucks a month. Right. You know, I can, or right. whatever. Right. I don't know. Do we have a number? What it would I, be? I, I don't. What it would try to be. Here, here's the other question, Zach. Now, you're going down this road. You need a product. Like, if you want to get people's attention and if you want people to buy the streaming service, and, and, and I don't know, if that goes through Major League Baseball, I don't know how they disperse the money that mm-hmm. goes out mm-hmm. to these different teams. But um, would this make the Rockies slash more baseball teams now that they have to, like, field a quality team or no one's going to watch them anymore because people have to pay for it? Like, would that make that team be more aggressive and, and, and put winning now maybe a little bit higher? Because if we're not winning, guess what? Nobody's tuning, tuning in. There's no and those incentive. TV rights right. deals, I don't know how much they usually are. We're not going to be seeing that. Yeah. Right? And so you're like, okay, we, we need to spend a little bit more. We need to be a little bit more aggressive. We need to try to win more because we want people watching our product. They're not going to watch Losers. If they end, they have to pay for it, right? Right, right that's right. It's not just turn on the TV. Nope. It's like, oh, nope. Nope. this is just part of my overall sports package. It, it's no longer easy to access, yes. and you have to pay for yes. it. Yes. And the product's not good. Yes. So I, th- that's why I use the term, I didn't do it flippantly, death sentence. For this team could be in the blind spot of this entire community because the Rockies are different than the Nuggets and the Avs. Where, yes, still more than half of the Metro can't, like, legally watch it on Comcast, but people will figure it out. People people will figure it out right. through whether you're going to illegally stream it or you're just going to switch your service and go direct TV. Like, Both those teams are winning. They're the Stanley Cup champ and the MVP and the number one seed. Who are the Rockies? The Rockies aren't in a position to do this, Stoke. And I like the Rockies, and so do you. And it's a boring sport overall. Yeah. It's a boring sport. They're trying to speed it up. We can talk about that later. Uh, yeah, you got the shot clock on this thing. So weird. Um, just odd. Odd and weird. I over, Right now, I don't like it. I don't like the shot. I like, you know, they did the shift thing. You can't shift anymore. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love that. This shot clock thing um, is not is not for me. I think it's too rushed. Okay, so I am, and I know this, I know supposed to have a take. I want a more of a sample size sure. of viewing it. Yeah, this is my first take, though. Yep, right. Yep, yep. yep. I can, I can change, like and for, you can change too, Zach. And so if I can change. Yeah. So, so don't, don't, don't worry about it. Like we're yeah. not going to yeah, hold yeah, you yeah, to yeah. this, okay. and like you know, if you change your mind, get all mad at you. So have a take. Goodness, think about it and have a take when we talk about this again. I'm you, disappointed. You want to know how much I've seen it to have oh. a take? Absolutely zero. I've, I've seen it, but I, look, I, look right now, it's on TV. Do you like it or do you not? That Adam Wainwright. That's who Nolan was sending the videos to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had Chipotle with him. 
Did you? Yeah. yeah nice Chipotle? Guy. Yeah. With Adam Wainwright. Yeah, nice guy. Me and my son went to watch a, a Cardinals um, game in, I think we were in, I forgot where we were, having lunch the next day and at Chipotle. And then there he was and um, our guy Matt Holiday and uh, a couple other guys, really nice guys. And my son was, you know, he was, this was probably seven, eight years ago maybe. He was starstruck and so cool. I love they were it. so nice to him. I and, love it. So, um, yeah, that was it. There's love your it. Chipotle with Adam Wainwright story. I love it. Okay, um, hard times for the Rocks. Hard times for the Rocks. Big change coming. Big change. Yeah. Big change. And we'll continue to monitor the I story. I wonder what that takes away from, you know, their budget and their, like, how much How much does AT&T pay the Rockies every year? Is it is it like $5 million? Is it fifty? Is it 100 Like, I don't know. You know what I I'm saying? I bet it's closer to that first number. Closer I bet to it's five? closer to that okay. first number. From what I was told, the TV deal was terrible, and now they don't even have that. So, yikes. Okay. Fluid situation, we'll continue to follow it. How quickly, you're talking about fluid, how quickly the Avs, we've gone from hesitant to hot. And they're getting the old band back together, kind of. That's next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. All the small things how quickly with the Colorado Avalanche we've gone from sort of hesitant to hot just like that uh been an interesting season with the abs kind of up and down um there's been some really rough stretches Big time, big time questions about health. That's kind of been the theme of the season, really, um, unfortunately. But then here you are, as we're about to turn the page to the month of March, the Avs are figuring it out in a major way. Dominant weekend. I mean, just flat out dominated Winnipeg on the road 5-1. to one. Then you turn around and play Calgary on a back-to-back 4-1. to one. So over the course of two 60-minute games, you're talking about outscoring your opponents 9-2. to two. That's kind of uh, what we got accustomed to a year ago. The Avs have now won five straight Stoke. And the low point of the season, I think, was uh, just a, a disaster of a loss to Chicago, uh, who was not very good. Um, at the time, they're the worst team in the sport. I'd have to double-check where they're at now. Um, but it was back in the middle of January. They lose 3-2. Since then, they are 13-2-2 from that moment back on January 12th. Yeah, they're getting hot. Um, this is when you want to get hot. Obviously, look, you win a championship. It is hard the next year for a lot of different reasons, right? You kind of get a little bit fat and happy. You have a good time all off season. Yep. Right, Ken? And they and, did. Yeah, they, you deserve to. Celebrate it. And that's what you do all off season. And everybody wants a piece of you, and you're just really, really busy. And um, so – that can bleed into the following year, right? Right for a lot of different things, and are you as focused as you were the year before? And then you throw in the injuries to this team, you throw in losing a couple guys right yep. from this team, and so you're not quite the same team. And it's difficult; it's not an easy thing to do. Um, and then especially when you are injured team and you lose some of your dudes, right? Some of your guys yeah. that you need. Yep. And uh, but now. 
They're finding the rhythm. They're finding their groove, and uh, it's a good time to do it. It's so hopefully continue to get healthy, and uh, you know you want to be healthy at the end. And if they're healthy at the end of the regular season, then okay, let's go. You, you hey, we'll 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 take our chances versus anybody, right? Yeah, that's kind of uh, how I'm sort of rounding into like my expectations are rounding into form like with the team. Um, when we had this conversation, I don't know, a month ago, it's like, is this thing ever going to figure itself out? And here it is. I mean, here, here it is. The, the Avs back in at mid-January were like sixth place in the Central Division. And now they're up there, I believe it's uh, second in the division. And then you got Jack Johnson, who, you know, was great a year ago and integral part of a cup run. He's now back in Colorado uh, following a trade here. 36-year-old defenseman. He did sign a one-year deal with the Blackhawks in the summer. Um, and now he's back in the fold and he's going to fill in for some injured pieces. And, you know, he's a steadying veteran personified. He's, I mean, in terms of American defensemen, he's played some of the most games ever in the history of the sport. Um, so here we go. It's the second. Avs third in the Central. Tied for third in the okay, Central. Okay, my bad, my 71 bad. points uh, behind Dallas, 74, and Wild, 72, tied with the Jets. Okay, so just a hiccup behind uh, yeah, right there, though. Yeah, right, yeah, there. right we're, there. We're, you know, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago, I mean, like, are they going to make the playoffs? Literally. Let's just please find a way to get in the playoffs and get healthy. Now you're now we're, we're it's a lot different uh, outlook. Love it. Uh, the Jack Johnson trade was a second move uh, over the last couple days. Uh, Avs traded for a third string goalie, Keith Kincaid. Uh, Pablo Francois continues to deal with a lower body injury. Um, I thought of you. I thought of you over the weekend. Uh-oh. Because Nathan McKinnon was trying to throw down. And I remember last year, with, oh, yeah. it was almost yes. like this time of yeah. year almost. It was like maybe like a month left in the season yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Where McKinnon got in a fight, hurt his hand, and I remember you were like, what are you doing? Like, we've worked, and we got to put ourselves back to where we were at that time. Right. It was like three years, four years culminating to this right. year. You had to win the cup or at least go to the Stanley Cup or like Bednar could get fired. And you're just like, right. you could have missed your window. And you're like, what? the hell are you doing well over the weekend he wanted to absolutely oh, kill he was not happy the center for, from calgary um uh backland mikhail backland uh the cousin of bob backland former uh, wwf champion from the 90s what? and 80s bob i think i never heard of bob i never heard of that yeah guy. bob backland put you in the cross-face chicken wing cross-face chicken wing. yeah yeah wow. make you tap out um, I bet. But 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 McKinnon wanted to kill this dude and i'm like oh my gosh if they fight stokely's gonna blow a gasket yeah uh Obviously, it's a little bit different this year, but expectation. I want to I get healthy as possible. Like, we're already an injured team. We can't have our best player out there throwing fist. Just can't do it um, and, and take those chances. Last year got lucky, fortunate that it wasn't um, like a broken broken hand where yeah. it's going to keep him out a, a ton of time. But I, I'm, I still feel the same way. Like, hey, whoever, come in. You're the one that's going to be doing this fighting. We can't have McKinnon fighting uh, right now. It, it, starting to finally get this thing in a, in a rhythm, in a groove, and get a little bit healthier. Can't can't take chances like that, right? And I, I remember that last year, and it was a different time and a different outlook because it was, hey, our window here to win this thing is now, right? And if we don't take advantage of it, then it might be done. Right. Like, a lot of things have to go your way, and this is it. Got to strike now. And I, I don't look. I wasn't here when they won and they were going against the Red Wings. I wasn't here then. 
I wanted to enjoy that with my son, right, too, right? right. I, that, that was important. Sure. Let's do it. This would be so cool to have a championship team here, right, where you have it with your son and your family or you have it with, you know, doing radio, doing yep. it. And so let's not miss this window. So some of it was being selfish. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, sure. But you're a fan. You they ended that. Up, they ended up uh, getting it done. So it was all good. Hey, okay. McCarr. Kel McCarr. Yeah. Concussion. Do we have, like, do we have any kind? I know we're going to be having uh, Jake on here in yeah. a little bit, and maybe he can give us an update I don't on believe, that. I, I don't, I didn't see one. Where are you at? I don't think we've gotten your uh, opinion on this. I've said, man, I'm being so cautious with Kale McCarr and this head injury, two concussions in 10, 11 days, yep. that I'm not putting it back out there until playoff time. That's my mindset with Kale because if he gets another one, right, he's probably done for the year. Yeah. Probably done for the year. And do you want to do that when you're on a roll right now playing good without him and take that chance of him just being done for the year? Like, where are you at uh, with Kale and um, these concussions? I think reasonable minds can disagree on this Sure. Um, I think your take for all the reasons that you laid out last week and did it briefly here, drive-by style, I, I, I get it. I don't think you can live in your fears. Okay. That environment in the playoffs is an even different animal. And do you want to shut a guy down for five, six weeks and then have him jump on an even faster moving train? I I understand. That is a long layoff. You're right. I mean, it's really long. And and I just, I I fear that, like, not having the, um, uh, you know, Stink will use the term kinesthetic awareness Use that in training camp. Like you got to play some football. You just can't d- do what the you know Broncos did this past year, uh, and then jump on that jump on that train. So I think I'm okay with him coming back into the fold. Can we give it a little bit more time, yes. like a couple more yes. weeks off, and then get him going? Maybe a couple weeks before the playoffs. You know, yes. like yes, just you know, create like a little runway for him. Yeah, maybe two three weeks. But that that would involve shutting him down for another two three weeks. So and I'm okay with that. I am. Because I just feel like if he gets another one, we're in a Tua situation, and now you can't put him out there anymore the rest of the year, which I think would be just that would awful. Be awful. That would be awful. Obviously. Awful. Awful. Not used to seeing Curtis McDermott lose a fight either over the weekend. And if you didn't see that, type it into, uh, type it into Twitter because Milan Lucic hit him like right on the button and, and, and sat him down. Sat him down. Uh, but guess what? If you're going to be in the business of blocking shots, you're going to get dunked on. If you're going to fight a lot, Sometimes you're going to get got. Okay. What do we have more faith in moving forward? Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense bouncing off the mat or Vance Joseph keeping the Broncos strength a strength? That's coming up next.